Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Alex Kapitko here, and this is the Centered from Reality podcast, and I'm going to keep it quick today. I wanted to do just a little Sunday short episode, a little Sunday evening listen. Here it's quite cold in the Reno Tahoe area, like very cold. I think it's going to be about 16 or 17 or 18 degrees tonight. Got a bunch of snow for for not being up in the like Sierras, you know, for being in the high desert here. So been very cold today. I got a run in, watched the Niners beat the Bucks by like 28 points. Unfortunately, as I'm sure most of you are aware, I do not like the Niners at all. So got to watch that. But anyways, I want to do just a quick reflection and my thoughts on the recent death of Grant Wall. He was one of probably one of my favorite and one of the best soccer writers, journalists, minds in the United States. And he died on Friday in Qatar at the age of 49, which is obviously not old, probably not the age you want to die at. So it was quite sad to see. And I wanted to give some background on this and then discuss, I guess, some of the speculation, some of the conspiracies, some of just the theories that are going on, and why I think people are kind of quickly jumping on different theories and why maybe we need to kind of wait and see, maybe not just jump to conclusions. I'll also discuss maybe why people are jumping to conclusions, why they want to do it. But as most of you are aware, I have covered extensively, I've done multiple episodes on this, why I think the World Cup in Qatar is not only controversial, but just a poor idea, poorly timed. Basically, I just think it shouldn't be happening in Qatar based on all the controversies that are occurring. You know, some people will say we should keep politics out of the World Cup. I've heard that argument a lot. Sometimes I agree with keeping politics out of sports, but I guess it's just hard when you hear about the deaths building the stadiums and the indentured servitude there, and it's literally a country that opposes the equality that a global event like a World Cup is kind of supposed to cherish and celebrate. So it's really just hard to not think about these things when you're watching it. So I don't know, like it's easier said than done, basically. And, you know, because of these thoughts on the World Cup that I think a lot of Americans share, definitely thoughts that I have, after reading these comments online, I've found that it kind of just seems like a lot of people almost want him to have died due to nefarious causes by the Qatari government or whatever it may be. It just seems like, you know, when you want to criticize this World Cup, and rightfully so, the story is almost better if this guy died from nefarious reasons and not just an accident. And in this segment, I just want to go into this death legacy and discuss kind of all of this in more detail. So to begin, I should just note that Wall really has been credited with being an important figure in helping grow pretty much men's soccer popularity in the United States. I've seen him cover World Cups, I think starting in the 90s when the United States hosted one and kind of put it onto the world stage for Americans. And, you know, I've just seen him, I saw him pretty much every day when I was watching the coverage in Qatar as well. And pretty much for most of my adult life, I've kind of associated him with being a big figure for United States soccer. And from all accounts, it also seems like he was a pretty cool dude, pretty charming. And Wall wrote for Sports Illustrated for more than two decades. He also has his own website, podcast. I think he's on Fox as well. And yeah, like I said, he became just a major voice that informed and popularized American knowledge of public soccer, basically, as you know, we had the World Cup in the 90s and people were interested. And that's a huge thing because I keep ranting to anyone that'll listen that I think soccer should be bigger in the U.S. It's a great sport. I wish I played longer, but here we are. But anyways, 
He died during the Netherlands versus Argentina game on Friday, which was, by the way, painful. I was holding out some hope that Messi would lose, <laughs> but we can't have nice things. Pretty much anything I cheer for sports-wise doesn't do well this year, it seems like. But that's a whole other story about my, my struggles. But the AP reports here in quotes that Wall fell back in his seat in a section of Lucille Stadium reserved for journalists during extra time of the game, and reporters adjacent to him called for assistance. Emergency service reporters responded very quickly, treated him for 20 or 30 minutes on site, and then took him out on a stretcher. And the World Cup organizing committee said he was taken to Doha's uh, Hamad General Hospital. Don't know what that is, but it's a general hospital. And they did not state a cause of death, which, you know, I think part of the speculation about this being deliberate comes from, you know, no one stating a cause of death at first. Always the uncertainty fuels conspiracies. So there we go. But... I'll get into more of that later, but this has caused, you know, a lot of speculation because from my understanding, his death was actually not completely out of the blue. What I mean is that he apparently was feeling pretty shitty prior to his death in the week ahead, and he visited a clinic earlier in the World Cup after not feeling well. He's quoted as saying, I believe it was on his podcast, in quotes here, my body finally broke down on me, three weeks of little sleep, high stress, and a lot of work can do that to you. What had been a cold over the last 10 days turned into something more severe on the night of the USA-Netherlands game, and I could feel my upper chest take on a new level of pressure and discomfort. He also said, I went into the medical clinic at the main media center today, and they said I probably have bronchitis. They also gave me a course of antibiotics, some heavy-duty cough syrup, and I'm already feeling a a little bit better just a few hours later, but still no bueno. And... I should also also note that since these events, I've seen reports that it does seem like he died of a heart attack, which, as we know, can kill men at that age. (laughs) They don't call it a widowmaker for nothing, right? And so that would definitely add up, though, again, like, obviously bronchitis doesn't just turn into a heart attack overnight, and it sounds like he was feeling better, but then I do hear reports he was complaining of chest pressure as well, so... Yeah, when your upper chest takes on a new level of pressure and discomfort, as he said, that's never good. But again, like I do think that it should be made clear that having a heart attack is not just some rare phenomenon. Again, sometimes that's an easy way to not link the causes. So if you're the type who wants to put on your tinfoil hat, of course, you can just run with that, right? But as I mentioned earlier, I think a lot of people are quick to jump to this death being deliberate and caused by forces inside of Qatar, whatever those may be, because people are quick to jump to this conclusion because of the country's resistance to gay rights, its treatment of women, and its lack of free speech, democratic liberties, just kind of everything we cherish. So when a loved figure, a beloved guy like Wall dies in the country that we're all criticizing, people want to assume the worst because it kind of highlights their own point. That's at least what I've seen on comment threads on Instagram and Facebook. Is I'm not saying people want this guy died. They're not like celebrating his death, but they're almost celebrating the idea that it happened nefariously because this is a bad government. I don't know if that makes sense. I hope I'm articulating that well, but that's kind of my take from this. Now, I should also note that it's not helpful and it does fuel speculation when Wall's brother, Eric Wall, is gay and he put out a video on Instagram and he basically speculated and was fairly certain that that his brother's death was not accidental. And it was because of Wall's activism against FIFA and in supporting the LGBTQ community. And of course, his brother was only speculating, but because it came from his brother, I think it added a kind of credible, serious nature to this entire tragedy. And 
Anyways, people are not wrong that Grant Wall was critical of FIFA. And he also did take an activist stance, or try to, as much as you could if you're reporting and want to go to the games. But first, the AP notes here in quotes, Wall attempted to run for FIFA president against Sepp Blatter and Mohammed bin Haman in 2011. He promised to open FIFA to greater transparency, and he said he contacted 150 countries without winning support for a nomination. And he always was calling out FIFA, and I mean, I really support that. I think that's great what he was doing, because FIFA, as you guys are certainly aware, is a kind of atrocious organization. But in the recent World Cup, he also wore a rainbow t-shirt in support of LGBTQ rights in the U.S. Obviously, his brother's part of that community, so it makes sense. And he did it during the U.S. opener against Wales on November 21st. And apparently he wrote that security refused him entry and told him to remove the shirt, which is shitty on so many levels, but completely different subjects. So we're not going to stay on that. But it doesn't look good, I guess, if you're the type who is already speculative and questioning all of this when you hear that the guy who was critical of FIFA and tried to protest the Qatari government and this whole thing dies. And again, I I just don't think there's enough evidence to say that that's actually what happened. But it seems like publications like the New York Post and Fox News and again, the comments sections on Facebook have gone with this story. Of course, these outlets have done this, I guess. I mean, especially like the New York Post, because they like to speculate and, you know, in quotes, just ask questions. But yeah, I, I don't know. Something I do find interesting, though, is that after Grant Wall's brother used Instagram to proclaim someone, in quotes, killed the soccer writer, now the, now the, now the social media video he put out is no longer available to the public. He basically made it private. So, you know, he puts this out, everyone sees it and starts speculating, and then he makes it private. And as I said, Eric Wall, the gay brother in the United States, believed that foul play from the government may have been involved, and he seemed fairly certain of it. But that being said, I'm not really sure what evidence he had. I mean, he was, I believe, in Seattle putting out this video. And even though he's certain of it, I don't know if he knew more than a lot of people did. Obviously, it's his brother, but he wasn't there. And also, I doubt the Qatari government. I I truly do doubt that the Qatari government would try to do something so blatant and obvious, you know, when the world is watching and criticizing the country and pretty much the microphone, or not the microphone, the microscope is on the country, right? And... Also, the New York Post speculates about why Eric Wall's Instagram went private after he blamed the Qatari government. And, of course, you know, there's always that possibility that he's right and they're trying to cover it up or he's getting threats and, you know, he doesn't want to die too. But I think that's a bit of a stretch. I think it's more likely that he was getting a lot of comments of both support and hate and wanted to just shut it down. We, from everything I understand, the Grant Wall, uh, he received death threats after trying to support the gay community during the Wales game. So I bet his brother also received those after posting this. I mean, if any one of you have been on social media, which I'm sure a lot of you have, it's a cesspool. (laughs) People are disgusting, mean, and just want to fight. And so I'm sure he just put it private because he didn't want to deal with any more harassment. And I just think we, I don't know. I'll wrap this up now because, like I said, it's just a little short thoughts segment here, but... I truly do think that people almost want this death to be deliberate because it highlights our disgust, our disgust with the World Cup being in Qatar. And while I understand that sentiment, I think we must be careful because just asking questions or speculating is really not useful in this situation. And I know I am kind of speculating myself here, but I'm just trying to, trying to understand what's happening more than anything. And we just have to be careful. I, again, like I said a moment ago, I just cannot believe that the government would want to kill someone so deliberately 
when the world is watching. And of course, I could be wrong. But again, I think the highlight of this is like we can keep, you know, wondering what happened. But I think the sad part is that a skilled young person who is very good at what they did is dead. So anyways, I'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about the royal family being snowflakes or I guess Harry and Meghan being snowflakes. And then got a few other stories as well, including Kosovo and some stuff. So I'll be back tomorrow. Take care. Have a great rest of your Sunday night.